Hello, warriors. Hello, airwaves. Welcome to Talk Is War with your hosts, Alpha Z. Hades. Switchblade. Thank you guys for joining us this evening. It is May 6th, 2019. Go ahead and take it into the news of the wrestling world. Pro Wrestling Sheet has confirmed that one of the lead readers on WWE Monday Night Raw was recently fired from WWE. I read about this earlier, and uh, supposedly he was butting heads with uh, the senior VP of uh, Creative. I be- uh, it says right here, David Kapoor, I believe, formerly known as Regine Singh on WWE TV. And they've confirmed this to be from accurate sources. So this isn't a rumor or anything, this is true. And this was, um, it was also previously reported that writer R.D. Evans and Brian James, a.k.a. The Road Dog, also recently exited the WWE creative team. Um, so I don't really know what we could uh, look for here, but he was one of the lead writers. So this could put a tamper on some things storyline-wise. What do you guys think? Um, I mean, if that's the case, I mean, do what's best for business. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, it's gonna happen, you know. B- backstage politics. It's uh, it's always gonna be around with uh, with uh, people backstage, you know. Uh, what do you think, Katie? Anything to say? I mean, it's the politics of this game. Yeah, yeah. You're always gonna have it. It's it's always gonna happen. Okay, so uh, moving on from that. Oh, oh, and uh, also want to say, uh, what was his name? Uh, Ryan Callahan. So, uh, Ryan, sorry to hear you got fired. Uh, let's hope we can see you in the future somehow. And what else we got here? The Revival have received approval from WWE Hall of Famer Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, if you guys are unaware of this, it um, circulated wrestling news around the Hall of Fame where uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, when he was giving his induction speech, uh, he was attacked by a crazy-ass fan who jumped the rail and uh, basically tackled him to the ground, and a bunch of wrestlers uh, rushed into the ring and uh, got the man off of him. And as he was being carried out of the arena, uh, I believe it was uh, Dash Wilder who uppercutted him in the face, knocking the man out as he was getting carried out of the arena. Now, this was very heroic for everyone involved, I I gotta say, not just the revival. So kudos to everyone who stepped in to... uh, you know, help uh, Brett the Hitman Hart in uh, his time of need, especially from a crazy-ass fan who very well could have uh, uh, potentially harmed the Hitman. So, um, what else? Uh, let's see here. Uh, he made a tweet saying, uh, well, he was wearing a Revival t-shirt. Look at that, guys. Isn't he awesome still? Mm. That's so awesome. Uh, he made a tweet saying, My hero, when your heroes become your fans... There aren't too many things more satisfying than that. No amount of fame or money will replace the sense of pride and accomplishment I have knowing that we are Hitman approved. And then he sent out a few hashtags saying the revival, the Hitman, FTR, and more. So congratulations to those guys, uh, you know, doing um, such a incredible job here in the WWE, especially, you know, going in... Uh, for the uh, Raw Tag Team Champions after they were getting pushed around uh, for very little time um, until they actually got pushed, you know? And uh, they, they, wa- they had victories here and there, but they weren't really receiving the uh, amount of uh, 
let me try and think here, the amount of recognition as they really should have, because these guys are really good, you know? What do, you, uh, what, do you guys like the Revival? No, yeah. fuck the Revival. No, you don't like them? Yeah, fuck the Revival. Why don't you like them? Because they just, they try to act like, you know, they are the best tag team in the world, mm-hmm. or say, like, when they were in their tag team ring, like, oh, we, since we've won these titles, you know, we defend them with respect and honor. Bullshit. Well, yeah, but that's just part of, you know, creative and all that. Yeah, I get it's a part of creative. Like, I respect what Dash Wilder, this Dash Wilder. Yeah, Dash Wilder's the one that did. Yeah, I respect what he did, but out of them being as a tag team and just the way they are, I just don't like them. Uh, that's why I say fuck the revival. Ah, uh, okay. All right. All right. Well, um, Hades, did you have anything to? I like the revival. Oh that's yeah, all I had to say. I I I think they're probably not one of the best in professional wrestling as far as you know people in the indies and other people in other promotions go. But as for WWE, I can say they're probably in the top three. Got to be up there. Um. So, congratulations to the Revival, Dash and Dawson, for getting Hitman approved. Not very many people can say they have, actually. Daniel Bryan is set to return to in-ring competition. Wrestling Inc. is reporting that the former WWE champion is booked for all of WWE SmackDown Live's events through this week, as well as next week's European tour. Uh, So... Brian, of course, suffering an injury uh, at WrestleMania 35, which was undisclosed, but was backstage uh, at last week's SmackDown Live broadcast. So it's um, it has been proved that he is being medically cleared to compete, but there is no update on when he is set to return to TV. So you guys can expect him very soon. Congratulations, Daniel, on making a miraculous recovery. And what else we got here for the news? Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Oh, uh, this is a little bit of AEW news, uh, courtesy of Pro Wrestling Sheet. But the over-the-budget battle royal at Double or Nothing is, well, uh, has a new name and has a slight change of rules. So on this week's episode of Being the Elite, uh, new AEW referee, Brian Remsburg announced the Casino Battle Royale for the upcoming event. The 21 wrestlers over the top rope battle will start with five men and five new competitors, and they will enter at an interval of three minutes. The entry numbers of wrestlers will be picked at a later date, and whoever gets lucky 21 is the last competitor in the match. Okay, so I like I kind of like how they're doing it. You um, Are you familiar with, you know, Casino? Mm-hmm. Yeah, lucky 21. That's because uh, of, uh, you know, Blackjack and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, participants announced for this match so far include Sonny Kiss, Kip Saban, Brandon Coulter, Ace Romero, Glacier, Brian Pillman Jr., Sunny Days, MJF, and Joey Janela. Now, uh, these aren't all of them, but um, uh, there are more coming. And I I do know some of these, especially Sonny Kiss, when she was exolicious on... Um, uh, Lucha Underground. She is one of the, I believe she's not the first, but she is a uh, pioneer for transgender wrestlers because uh, she uh, she was a uh, male that trans uh, transferred to a uh, to a, a woman. So, uh, congratulations on. No, wait. What am I saying? Congratulations for. <laughs> I'm. Well, it's good that you guys got you know announced for that. But um, 
Well, you heard it here, guys. Uh, looks like it's going to be called the, not the over the budget, but the, uh, what was it said? The, I just had, oh, the Casino Battle Royale. Okay. So, um, you heard it here, guys. That's what you can expect. And um, can't wait to see Double or Nothing. And that is Las Vegas at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. May 25th, 2019. Be sure to get your tickets or tune into it. And uh, last news story for all of you guys. Uh, Randy Orton responding hilariously to John Cena's inspirational tweet. Um, John Cena tweeted, I think this was... Oh, no, this was today. Uh... Early in the morning, actually, he tweeted, Beware those who think you owe them happiness at the expense of your own well-being. Very well said. Very well said. And Randy Orton tweeted back, Ah, shit. Did some did some marks hit you up for autographs at the airport again? <laughs> okay, okay. That, that was, um... That, okay, that was a bit funny. But, um... Oh, God. I, I love it whenever they go back and forth on each other. It's just funny. So, this is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I didn't really expect him to, you know, fire back like that. But what do you guys think? No? I mean, they've known each other for a long time, and they're friends, you know, outside of the company. So, I mean, you could expect something like this, possibly, mm -hmm. from one. Of course, it was just a joke, you know, so... All right, so uh, that is it for wrestling news of today. Guys, let us know what you think about each of these stories and uh, if you have any news to report on your own. And uh, now we're moving on to our next segment. You warriors know how it goes. We got some fresh hot on this day in wrestling history for you. Hades, go ahead and take it away for us. All right, guys. 15 years ago today, WWE announced they would, for now, on go to be buy WWE Forever, changing the landscape of the wrestling company. And officially killing the WWF franchise. Yes, this was very big news because um, for a very long time they were known as the World Wrestling Federation, but due to some complications overseas, um, I'm not really sure it was what it was. Indie promotion, or it's it was something like that, or some kind of trade disagreement. I'm not really sure what it was, but they changed to World Wrestling Entertainment, forever changing their well-being for generations to come. So. That was uh, a very big uh, day in history, if you ask me. And uh, Switchblader, go ahead and follow up on our next one here. From all of us here at Talk is War, we would like to wish a happy 39th birthday to Cole Cabana, a host of the podcast Art of Wrestling, and a two-time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion. So, yes. again, from all of us here at Talk is War, Woo. happy 39th birthday. Yeah, happy birthday to Cole Cabana. And uh, if you guys want to check out his podcast, uh, The Art of Wrestling, uh, it is on Apple Podcasts, and I don't think it's on Anchor. It might be, but it um, pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. So uh, go check them out. I'm sure you'll like them. He has also got some uh, work on YouTube. So, and uh, that is it for on this day in wrestling history, guys. Let us know what you think about these. And uh, now we are moving on to our two topics of today, uh, submitted to us via brainstorm. Yes, we came up with these on our own because we haven't really been getting any activity on Facebook. That's okay, though. We love to improvise. So now, um, two topics reveal, and that is going to be 
favorite wrestling movies. Uh, this one is a uh, a subject not a lot of podcasts uh, cover, really, you know? So there's a lot of great ones out there, and um, this is going to go for documentaries, uh, movies about pro wrestlers, uh, specials, home DVDs, anything like that. Let us know what you guys think. And then our second topic of today is going to be... Uh, what did we agree on? Uh, Yo, it, go, oh, yeah, yeah, we we made a decision. Hang on. It was, Give uh, us a second, Warriors. <laughs> heels. Unexpected heels. heels. Yes, unexpected heel turns. I can't believe we forgot about that. Oh, well. Uh, we're going to be doing the unexpected heel turns. Um, whatever you guys think has been a very shocking heel turn throughout the history of pro wrestling, uh, throughout New Japan, throughout WWE, TNA, any wrestling promotion let us know what you guys think and we are going to tell you ours right now let's go ahead and get started favorite wrestling movies guys what do you guys think who wants to go first any of y'all you can go first okay so mine isn't exactly a serious pick i told hades mine uh today i didn't tell switchblader however in that movie nacho libre huh huh anyone it's a good movie, I mean... It's funny, you know? I like it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so, not a lot of people really count it as a wrestling movie. They say it's, like, too silly and all that. But really, I think it really t- um, tells a pretty good story, you know? And um, not only that, but Jack Black, if you slap a mustache on him, he he looks very different, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, right? and... Uh, <laughs> of course, a lot of famous luchadors uh, uh, signing up for that movie, and I'm not really sure of um, many in it, but I've seen a lot of. Uh, it, it kind of inspired me to uh, look at uh, the lucha style in a way. Uh, it was one of the first influences I ever had, you know. So I'm kind of close to that movie. Plus, you know, whenever you're uh, not making that much money, and you kind of uh, stick with DVDs instead of cable for a very long time, uh, you know, comes a long way. You watch a lot of things. Well, yeah, I do watch a lot of things now, but back when I didn't have no money, that was probably the A-list movie for me, you know. So, um, so yeah, I really like that movie. And uh, Jack Black got trained by a famous luchador, but he is not. he didn't reveal who it was because he was told to keep it a secret. But uh, he was a, a natural in in the movie you know he didn't even need to stunt double so uh i think it's a really good movie and i i really like jack black especially when he was in the tenacious d so um yeah now i don't really think a lot of people agree with that one but um yeah you guys do right so i can say yeah okay thank you guys thank you guys I'm, i'm glad you guys can understand that okay so uh now let me hear your guys's favorites any anyone Give me one second, yeah. Okay. I've got mine. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so, so what is it? Mine's not serious at all either. Hmm. Mine is the Flintstones and WWE Stone Age. Oh, God. <laughs> I really like when uh, they take old-ass cards. They did this with Scooby-Doo, they too. They did this with the Jetsons, too. They did this, like, three other times with Scooby-Doo, though. <laughs> and... and <laughs> it's John Cena Stone versus Fred Flintstone. 
Jesus, in the they, final match, and God, it's the best they, shit ever. They make so many jokes it's and puns. It's the dorkiest fucking thing, but it's fantastic. I don't... When they take, like, mainstream uh, WWE superstars yeah. and put them in the corniest, yeah, cheesiest and they, animated what are they, they call Mr. McMahon, uh, Mr. McMagma. Mr. Yeah. Mr. McMagma. God, man. <sighs> I mean... Scooby-Doo is cool and all. Flintstones it was a little silly, but Jets... The Jetsons, Jetsons was the worst Jetsons one. Jetsons was so weird. I had a weird-ass story. Like, oh my god. Okay, good pick, but honestly, I'm not a fan. I, I just... Oh, I love it. But it's a good pick, though, you know? Uh, it's, well, I had another one, but I wanted to go with the door. The, despite what I think, you know, I it is a pretty successful movie under WWE's belt. Somehow, but, you know... But uh, I guess a good pick. Good, good job. Um, Switchblader? Um, my f- wrestling film is actually a documentary that oh, okay. has been on HBO <laughs> recently. And it's called Omega Man. And it's basically the documentary of Kenny Omega's newly found fame in New Japan when he won the world title. And then going from New Japan into All Elite Wrestling. Oh, okay. okay. All the behind the scenes of what he was going through during that time. And building up towards where All Elite was coming up. And literally it shows everything that was going on behind the scenes with him. Oh, okay. So um, does it really go into um, back then when he was a young lion? Um... Kinda, it shows some of the stuff of what he did when he was a young lion, but this goes more into, like, recently. Oh, um, okay, okay. So this is a more modern mm -hmm. one. Okay, because it does talk about AEW and all that, so... It, yeah, he. I mean, he goes into detail a little bit about like how he was when he first started and how you know from how he was back then till now, you know how it changed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So very good pick. I don't believe I've seen that, but uh, I gotta on HBO. Oh, it's on HBO. Yeah, it's an HBO documentary. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So um, that is it for our picks of. Um, favorite wrestling movies guys let us know what you think for each of our picks do you agree with our picks let us know and uh we want to hear some of your favorites too so and now we are moving on to our second topic of today this topic is uh the uh unexpected heel turns um a lot of uh I don't know about many wrestling podcasts covering this, but I do know that a lot of countdowns on um, YouTube channels and stuff cover it. So this is a pretty well-covered segment, but uh, we're going to give you guys our opinions on the unexpected heel turns of pro wrestling, and uh, probably one of the greatest, some of the worst, you know, just talking about it in general, and uh, let us know what you guys think. All right, so... Heel turns, uh, probably one of the greatest things that can happen in a storyline, because, uh, you know, it's kind of like a switch, it just flicks it on and, you know, shit happens, and uh, it oftentimes, this really changes how uh, pro wrestlers turn out in success, you know, they win championships, they, uh, they feud over a single title, or, uh, you know, they end up working together and going for tag team gold, or that tag team can split up and they both go for a singles one. Maybe mid-card, maybe up to the uh, top card, you know? Yeah. So uh, it's a pretty big thing whenever it comes to stories. But um, I think it's probably one of the greatest things that can happen, you know? 
sometimes, sometimes it, it gets a it gets a little shitty sometimes whenever you get really connected to uh, you know a certain wrestler in a story or something like that. But then you remember, you know, it's they, they don't actually hate each other, you know, often times. So, um, so I think I think I'm gonna go for mine first. Um, my favorite. Or actually, no. This isn't really my favorite, but it's one that uh, really told a very big story. Was Hulk Hogan uh, defecting to the NWO? Uh, probably one of the most shocking moments in pro wrestling history, and uh, arguably, of course. And um, actually, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and pull it up. You talking about forming the NWO? Well, yeah, yeah, forming. You know, you know what I mean. So. Uh, this was actually the first time that Hulk Hogan ever turned heel. So, um, I believe it is. Or at least, you know. It is. Yeah. So, okay, let me, we'll go ahead and have an audio clip here for you. Yeah, yeah. And, um, Hogan, this was whenever he was in, uh, WCW. And I believe this was 90... Uh, uh, let me let me 90, see here. Nineteen ninety six, maybe. 1995. Some something like that. Somewhere in the mid nineties, uh, late kind of mid nineties, but. So he's walking down to the arena. He goes in, and they think, oh, that he's you know covering the outsiders. He's taking down the outsiders. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, and then Randy Savage right there. Come on and get some of this now. Not expecting anything. Lines up. He's the third man. And another leg drop. So, this forever changed. Uh, well, I believe it, it. It started one of the greatest and most impactful factions of pro wrestling history, the NWO. Uh, not a lot of people know how you know big this was, but uh, especially the promo he gave after it. Listen, just just listen. This is iconic. Excuse me. What in the world are you thinking? Mean Gene. Mean Gene. The first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I gotta say. Oh man. And you know, you know what kind of adds attitude to this? What kind of adds more emotion? They're throwing trash in the ring as this proceeds, you know? Like, they're pissed, you know? Like, uh, like right now, if you threw as, as little as an ice cube in the ring, you get thrown out, just like that. But I don't know how the rules were back then. Um, a lot different. So I'm pretty sure they were a lot different. But this really goes to show you how big of a heel turn this was, you know? so many years for you to join up with the likes of these two men absolutely makes me sick to my stomach a lot of people did honestly honestly and I think that these people here and a lot of other people around the world have had just about enough of this man this man and you want to put yourself in this group you've got to be kidding me well the first thing you got to realize brother is this right here is the future of wrestling. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. 
forever changing uh, the landscape of WCW and WWE, making a huge-ass impact. Um, so, yeah, that's my pick uh, for my favorite, or, I don't know, there's not really a good heel turn, you know? <laughs> but, um, story-wise, I think this was probably one of the best. Okay, so, um, I'm done talking, so, uh, either of you wanna... I'll go. Okay, Hades? Alright, so, when it comes to heels, all of us, most of us usually end up loving the heel. Yeah. Nobody really likes the good guy. Everybody loves the bad guy in WWE. But one that was unexpected, one that one where I think WWE honestly did fuck up, was when Ronda, Ronda Rousey turned heel. Yeah. Because yeah. when Ronda turned heel, her whole character changed completely. And it, it wasn't the same. It cost her. I fully feel if Ronda's character hadn't turned heel, she would have won at Mania. She would have won the Mania championships. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. She would have won the main event at Mania. But because of the heel turn, and they wanted the person who wasn't a heel or neutral to win, so we all knew Charlotte and Ronda weren't going to win it. Becky was the only face. Charlotte's neutral, and Ronda was a heel at that time. Yeah, yeah. We knew Becky was going to win that match. If Ronda hadn't have changed and went heel, yeah, she would have won. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah, if, if we're going by story, honestly. But, like, when Rhonda came in, she was such a golden child. Oh, yeah. She was such a golden wrestler, and then they fucked her over with her storyline so bad. Yeah, she got her debut at WrestleMania. Like, not a, not many people even get that honor, you know? Um, so you think not? It, it's... Uh, Becky didn't win because of the push she was receiving. You think Ronda could have... Becky was already getting pushes. Yeah, yeah. Becky didn't need a Mania win push. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean... None of them needed a Mania push. They pulled the Mania stunt for the equality thing because the because the women have been pushing so much. And it's fantastic that they did that. Yeah. But still, I knew Charlotte wasn't going to win. Charlotte was handed that fucking match. She didn't deserve it. She didn't earn it. Exactly, exactly. She barely earned the SmackDown Live Women's Champion against Asuka before yeah. then, yeah. If Ronda hadn't turned heel, if Ronda and Becky... If Ronda had remained face versus Becky's face, it would have been a fantastic match. I think it would have been a fair, even, storyline theme match versus Becky and Ronda. But because Ronda turned heel, they fucked her over. Okay. With her chance okay. on the story. Honestly, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I can kind of... I see where you're coming from. Good pick, though. Good pick, though. Anything else to follow up on? No. No? Okay. Very well said, Hades. Um, Switchblader. We got to hear from the great Switchblader. Heel turns. What do you got to say about it? Unexpected heel turns, to be exact. Unexpected heel turns? Or, or just, you know, we're talking about them in general, but what do you think was uh, the most unexpected? The most unexpected heel turn for me is... Now, this one comes to like a realization for like me and a few of my friends like we were literally like this in school all the way up until we graduated and we still did this heck even when we before we even went to the auditorium of our high school gym yeah. or anything we literally played this group song and literally would go in and leave playing the song. And I would have to say my unexpected heel turn is when Seth Rollins 
betrayed oh, the shield yes. to join the authority. Yes. Because with the shield you saw you know, you saw a group that was unstoppable. Very dominant. Faction. Nobody could do what they did and yeah. they were only a yeah. three man squad and all you had throughout the years were all these factions of men who were like either four, four, five, four or five maybe or six. even like twelve people. Nexus had like how many? Like nine? Seven to Seven to eight. eight. Something like that. Seven to eight. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Yeah, they were only four guys. Or yeah. three. Sorry. Four guys. Yeah, three three guys. guys. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they changed the game for group competitor, competitors or just group competition, basically, as a three-man unit. Yeah. And just knowing that someone was going to betray them and you would think, oh, like if you thought somebody was going to betray the shield or, you know, stab their shield brother in the back, you would think maybe someone like Dean Ambrose or Roman Reigns you probably wouldn't yeah, expect Seth yeah, Rollins you to know. do it. But, yes, that Seth basically stabbed his brothers in the back, and, you know, I was glad when they all did come back together many years later, and still glad to know that the shield, even though they've gone down their their own roads and are trying to do their own thing that you know they still actually are a brotherhood yeah yeah and so uh, they they certainly come very far and um so do you think this is a good example of um a uh, good heel term in uh in uh terms of uh success for uh, seth rollins whenever uh you know he portrayed the shield and he went to main event status and he won the money in the bank and then he became WWE champion at WrestleMania, and then winning, uh, becoming the first unified WWE United States champion, you know? Uh, do you um, think this is a good example? Yes, actually, because, I mean, if you're going to do something to turn that way, to turn heel, yeah, you want to do something unexpected, and you're going to be wondering, like, if there was to be someone who was going to betray him, who would you think, or who would you expect or you know wonder like who would you unexpectedly would do this to you know try to better themselves or try to get themselves pushed more or to get gain more opportunities and you've seen that with a few superstars randy orton he's done that um batista he's done that um edge he's done it yeah yeah I mean, you can see that with certain superstars. Some that have been faced and have turned heel or just those who, you know, are good wrestlers and you would un- unexpectedly think this would happen. Oh, so, okay. yes, yeah. I see that with Seth being something good, but I could also see that probably happening with few others if given the chance and if they use them well with making them become a heel. Because, hmm. okay. I mean, look at that with Daniel. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, um, I think that, I agree with your pick, honestly, and I think it's especially good in storytelling just because the immense success that uh, he enjoyed well after, and for a very long time until he got injured at a live event, it was seemingly uh, uh, stated that Seth Rollins was unbeatable, you know, he had a pretty solid-ass run, and... uh, uh, of course, he had to vacate the title, but he still had a pretty good-ass run. And, um, of course, now he's the Universal Champion, and he's held more championships uh, to this day, you know? And he became a Grand Slam champion uh, recently. So, mm-hmm. so um, 
Yeah, very good pick. Uh, guys, let us know what you think. Um, here, anchor.fm. Uh, submit us a voice message, email, Facebook, podcast. Uh, podcast. <laughs> I meant to say um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, whatever you find or wherever you find uh, podcasts. Find us there. We want to hear what you guys think. And uh, that is it for our two topics of today. And now we are moving on to our rumors of today in the wrestling world. Speculation surrounding Daniel Bryan's injury per The Observer is that he suffered a concussion and everyone tried to keep it quiet. And it's a good sign he's been cleared already, however. So, yeah, it's a really good sign. So, but this doesn't really seem... I wonder why they kept him off so long if it was just a concussion. You know, this this sounds like a little bit more, you know? Uh... But, you know, it could be anything. They could have just gave him rest. So, well, uh, glad he's back, you know. Which, uh, you guys glad he's back? Uh, no? eh. Daniel little, Bryan? A little. A little. Can't wait to see what they'll do next, honestly. Uh, WWE kept throwing more money at Dean Ambrose, trying to get him to sign, but he wouldn't budge. And this is according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter. And they speculate that WWE sent him out so well, thinking he'll be coming back. So it doesn't sound like he's coming back, guys. Uh, looks like he's going to be with uh, maybe AEW, Impact. The list could be endless, honestly. It's yeah. his choice, yeah. Yeah, it is his choice. That's that's true. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, for whatever it's worth, Bray Wyatt told a fan that he's working on bringing Luke Harper into the Firefly Funhouse gimmick. Nice. This, is, this is great because... Um, Luke Harper, you know, uh, he's he's really unhappy right now, and I think that if he gets in this position with Bray, uh, and it, it could work, you know, Bray's been um, Bray's been pretty re- good with creative recently, especially about this gimmick. So I think he has a strong chance of doing it, and if so, this could be really good for Luke Harper. You know, maybe he could change his mind, and maybe he could take back the release and continue on with this contract. Maybe this this could mean a lot of things for Luke Harper. So let's hope this goes through. Uh, per the PW Insider, the NWA is unhappy with Willie Mack signing a deal with Impact Wrestling. This is awesome because I remember uh, watching Willie Mack when he was the Mack on Lucha Underground and whenever he was, uh, was, was it CZW? No, no, I think that was Shane Strickland. Uh, I'm thinking of someone else, but... Um, Lucha Underground. No, no, no. He did. He did. I, I know he did Lucha Underground, but I'm thinking CZW. But he didn't do that. But I know he was especially good in NWA. So, uh, Mac, welcome to Impact, and I can't wait to see more of you. He's been on Impact for a while. What is it? He's been on Impact for a while. Has he? I don't really watch Impact that much. I just keep up with him on YouTube because hmm. they did have their show on a certain channel, but. It comes on late. Oh, okay. Oh, jeez. Okay, so I uh, didn't realize that Mac was <laughs> kind of already signed to them, but can't blame me because, well, Impact doesn't really come on at a convenient time. So, okay. Well, um, one more rumor for you guys today. Uh, the Observer has noted that Dana Brooke was given the spot in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match that was originally, oh, and marked for Sasha Banks. So, I guess they replaced Dana with, uh, or they replaced Sasha with Dana. So, um, this is good, because I believe Dana has deserved, uh, been more than deserving of a uh, push. So, I think this is good news. 
What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, yeah, she does deserve to have a push to put her at, in a good status because I feel like since she's come to WWE and, you know, going from NXT where she basically learned a little under um, Charlotte at, when she came to the main roster and also uh, Emma when she was in WWE at the time. Uh-huh. But... I feel like now would be a good time to have her be, to have a good push. Not a big, big one where, you know, you put her, like, towards championship status, but something close to where she can still work up and build to where it would happen. Ah, okay, okay, very well said. And, uh, well, that is it for our rumors of today, and uh, now we have some events coming up. Uh, this one is near us, but we can't really make that right now. So um, we're all tonight at the uh, at uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. So Cincinnati fans, be sure to get your tickets. Warriors, be sure to tune in to USA Network. Really, and really close to that. One. Well, we are, but I mean, we can't just drive now. So um, anyway, SmackDown Live tomorrow night, uh, 7:45. Well, the show really starts at eight, but. Um, uh, SmackDown Live is coming to the KFC Yum Center, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville fans, be sure to get your tickets. Warriors, be sure to tune in. And uh, Wednesday, May 8th, uh, WWE Live is coming to Belfast. So um, this is a live event. It's not going to be televised, so a lot more interesting shit can happen. So uh, this is at the SSE Arena, Belfast, Northern Ireland. Belfast fans, be sure to get your tickets. And that is it for on this. Oh, no, wait, hang on. Not on this day in wrestling history. I had that pulled up a little too soon. That is it for events. And uh, that is it for Talk is War, too. So um, thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, Thursday, this Thursday, is our season two finale. We will be seeing um, a lot of interesting stuff happen on that show. So uh, be sure to tune in. And we will be saying goodbye to season two. And, you know, maybe a couple hints to season three. And uh, we will be sure to post dates of when we will be leaving, when we will be returning, so forth. So, from Alpha Z, Switchblade, and Hades, we'll see you next time.